Okay, how is everybody doing? Okay? Yeah, you can make some noise. Everybody doing okay? Yeah, good. Good. Well, um, this morning, yeah, we, we, it's been a bit of a different morning so far, hasn't it? And we're going to um, continue being a bit different this morning in the sense that by the end of this morning, there's going to be a lot of people that have been on this stage sharing. And I love that fact. I love that we've got so many people involved in running so many different things uh, in our church. And uh, we want to just celebrate that this morning and be excited about what God's been doing. Bless his name for what he's been doing in the past year. But we want to be super excited about what we know God can do through us in the year ahead, don't we? So um, let me just say that this morning, what, we've, what I've done is asked some of the team to come and share some stories, uh, some of the encounters they've had, uh, but also to share their heart for what they feel God has put on their heart for this coming year. It might be that they're going to keep doing what they've done for the last decade, um, but the reality is, is that we want to remind ourselves of what it is that God has been God has been doing and is doing through us as a church. And when you hear these stories. I want you to remember when, uh, when Zoe comes up to share about the youth and the kids, when Liz comes up to share about the cafe, you know, different people come up. I want you to remember that, then, you know, let's not um, lay them out into different sections of the church. They're actually what we are doing as a church, what God is doing through us. And we want to make sure that we remember that. Once, just a reminder, once Zoe has been up, she's going to be first. Uh, the youth are going to be going out with her, okay? So uh, just a reminder of that. But let me just encourage you right at the beginning, I'm going to come up at the end and just share a couple of things, but let me just encourage you right at the beginning to just ask God to give you an open heart to speak to you about what he wants to continue to do through you this year. So, okay, let's just pray together, um, and then Zoe's going to come straight up. Um, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you're speaking to us already. I thank you for the uh, people in the room, Lord, that we, you've called us together as a church to be your bride. Lord, we want to be beautiful before you, and I, we thank you for everything that you've been doing through us this year. Lord, we're excited to hear about it. Lord, help uh, our response in our hearts to be that of worship and thanksgiving. But Lord, get us excited about what you can accomplish through us as a church in this coming year. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said? Amen. Okay, so Zoe, where are you? You? Oh, there you are. Oh, took me by surprise. Okay. Hello, everybody. Thank you, youth, for being so patient. <laughs> we'll go out soon. Um, I just wanted to give you a bit of background um, about me and Davy because um, you guys not, might not know too much about us. Um, so we just got married in June. Um, we're from the Southwest. Um, and we didn't know where we were going to live or what we were going to do once we got married. Um, so we we're figuring that out over the summer. And we always expected to stay in the Southwest. But then suddenly, God called us up here to the North. Um, so that's very exciting. Um, and I just wanted to say thank you for being so welcoming. This is the first place we've been as a married couple. Um, so this is very exciting, yeah. Um, so, so far with the youth and kids, uh, my main aim is to be just getting to know them, um, figuring out what the need is, um, and then just building those foundations. Um, for those of you who don't know what happens, um, so on a Sunday, the kids go out and they do their group and the youth go out as well. Um, that, that's primary school and secondary school age. And then in the week, I've started two youth groups, one on Monday for 11 to 13-year-olds and one on Friday for 14 plus. 
um, and they're going really good. Um, the one on Mondays is a bit more structured, um, which um, needs to be a bit more like that. And on Friday, it's a bit more chilled, we have a bit more discussion, and in both we do fun games, activities, sport, and a bit of Bible study. Um, so what's coming up? Um, we've just got a new youth room, which is really exciting. So we're going to be decking that out. Um, and that'll be really nice for the youth to have their own space um, for us to do lots of cool things in there. Um, I'm hoping to start up a library as well, um, mainly for um, families with younger children um, and primary school kids. So um, for kids growing in their faith, they're going to grow the best um, from home to begin with. Um, so I want to be resourcing you as parents and families um, to be able to do that from your home. So we're hoping to have a library in the balcony at the top um, with lots of cool different books and DVDs and various things that you can take out. Um, and I'm thankful for all the volunteers that help. Um, I'm hoping to set up some training evenings as well so we can feel more equipped and understanding of the dynamics and the structures of the groups. Um, and I've been speaking with other leaders in Darlington as well that do youth and children's work. And we're hoping to start up um, like termly meetups with the other youth in the, in the area. So I think that's really important for the youth here to know that they're not the only ones, that there's um, other Christians around them and they can be supporting each other and having fellowship together like that. Um, another place where that can happen is camps. In the summer, we're hoping to go to New Day, which will be really exciting. That's a summer camp for youth. It's the biggest one just now for um, Christian youth. Um, so that'll be great that these things are starting up again. Um, and potentially one that's more aimed at the younger youth as well, called Spree, which is in the north. Um, and I'd love to just be um, really getting to know the youth and really building up those relationships. Um, a few things we'll be doing, by, we'll, I'll do that by, <laughs> is by um, doing extra activities. Like we might go play laser tag, um, have a girls' day, um, give out birthday cards, things like that. So that would be good. Um, and I'd just love it if you guys could pray for these things, pray for the relationships in the groups that the kids and the youth can really grow together, get to know each other better, feel comfortable around each other so that they can encourage each other in their faith, and then ultimately to be growing in their faith as well. Um, so yeah, thank you very much. And the youth can now go out through those doors. <laughs> thank you. What's next? Thanks, Zoe. Thanks, Zoe. That's great, isn't it? Um, so just a, a quick overview of the centre for me. It's a bit boring, isn't it? Walls and carpets and stuff, but that's, uh, that's my role. So when I talk about the centre, I am talking about the building. Um, I'm, think, I'm also talking about what goes on Monday to Friday in here, and there's quite a lot. Um, so in, in June, I started working here full-time. From, I left 23 years of teaching, so it's very different to do what I do now. Um, what I would say is it's, uh, it's, it's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, the, the people that work here, um, the staff that run all the... They, they're going to come and share anyway, so Caroline and Liz and everyone else who, who, and Tom. Um, I don't want to steal their thunder, so I'm not going to talk about what they do. They can do that and do it a lot better than me. 
what I would like to do, though, is just acknowledge them now, how, how hard they work. They, they really do serve so well. So, you know, th thank you for all you do. It is brilliant. Yeah. Um, just, you know, talk, talking directly to the staff that, that work and serve here. Um, speaking to clients in the food bank, customers in the cafe, customers with the furniture, I have to say that I'm just, you know, the way that they love and show Jesus to people, it's brilliant. So it really, be encouraged. It, it, I am, from, from what I've seen, really, really, it's great stuff going on. Um, they, you know, we, we want to encourage people to come to the centre. Uh, we're, always, we're always, you know, open. We want people to be here. Um, in, in the cafe, we have regular customers that come in and... Um, they say things like, I wrote a few few things down I've spoken to. Again, Liz is going to speak more, but um, they just say that, that this is a safe place. They feel safe and at home here. Um, food bank clients just, you know, they're thankful, for, obviously, for what they get here. But they also just say there's just something about being in this place, in this building. So during, during the week, there's lots going on. Um, I've been out with the furniture lads as well, um, delivering. So they're volunteers, they're not Christians. And it, you know, they're, they're an absolute, uh, it's just, they're just so, such a blessing, you know. We've, I've been with them and they've actually said, they've been telling people, oh, come to King's Church, you'd be very welcome. And they don't, they don't say, when they knock on people's doors, they don't say, oh, um, we're from the furniture scheme or the King Centre. They say, oh, we're from the King's Church. That's what they call it. And I think that's brilliant, you know, so really encouraging. So... Oh, as a, as a, as in my role to manage the centre with with the trustees, we've got a five, a ten-year plan, long-term plan. It's a big old building. There's all sorts wrong with it. Roofs need replacing and all this sort of stuff. So we just need a lot of money. But thankfully, we've got a big God who's got all the cash that we'll ever need. So yeah, um, we've already just a quick bit about the building. We have started investing and upgrading things. Um, we've done. New lighting in the food bank, LED lights to try and, you know, make us a little bit more future-proof. Uh, a wall to keep the food bank out, but they keep coming back, coming in still. It's good. We like that. Um, we've also done the furniture warehouse. We've put new lighting in there because um, it was getting really dark and dingy in there. So we've put new lighting in there, but then we could see how bad it looked so we've had to put well Roy <laughs> painted all the floor for us so you know Tom Tom I'm sure will share on that we've done things like the youth room like Zoe mentioned it was the old dance studio we've recarpeted that decorated it try and try and use the center as best we can um another thing that I felt I needed to point out was on a Wednesday Doug and Rachel who, who were up doing for their their uh, life group they, they, they do a, a, a brilliant work here as well on a Wednesday. They just bring people in. Uh, they love them. What, when I sp I've spoken to a few of the, the, the people that attend the Care and Share group, and um, what they said was that they just love coming and they love to be, they feel accepted. I thought it's lovely. You know, they, they, they really are. You know, Doug and Rachel do a brilliant work there. So if you're free on a Wednesday between one and three, come, come, come to that group and show these people the gospel and, you know, show, show Jesus to these people. 
what what's better than that? Uh, you know, just be be Jesus to those people. In in the building, we've got loads to do. Uh, I'm encouraged that we're in God's hands for where He's leading us, what He wants us to do, and in His direction. Uh, Liz and I uh, have opened our home up in the over the years. We've had people come and live with us, and just to be welcomed in. And I see the centre exactly the same way. I see it like our home. Just come in. You're welcome. That's what we want. People walking in here and they're lost. We get people that are spiritually hungry, people that are thirsting for the satisfaction that's only found in Christ. People are freely walking in here. No one's forcing them to, but they're actually bound and they're imprisoned in fear, in sin. And just just to finish... um, I know I'm talking about the centre, but that, that's my heart for it. But in Matthew, verse 35, Jesus teaches us, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I was naked, you clothed me. I was sick, you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. That's what I want people to to show when you know when we come into this place we want to introduce them to Jesus it is just a building but we we're the ones that make a difference so please pray for us all here during the week um, that as we encounter the lost in this place that we preach the gospel effectively and we outwork and demonstrate knowing and loving Jesus yeah so thank you Um, All right. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. I'm Caroline, and I manage the food bank um, along with an incredible team of staff and volunteers. And we just could not do what we do without each and every one of them. And last year, volunteers from the church, the community and companies gave up a whopping 4,812 hours of their own time to come and support and come alongside what we do in the food bank. You know, there's such a great um, unity of love and respect for each other. And that's what makes such a great team. We've been blessed with a great church building with many rooms and Um, The church also has a great reputation, what I keep hearing about, for all that it does in the community from businesses that come alongside us. But our greatest asset is Jesus and all that he wants to do in us and through us. Jesus is at the heart of everything that we do in the food bank. And it's a wonderful privilege uh, to be able to reach out to people in our community and bless them with the food bank ministry. And we've been gone 10 years next month. Whoopee. (laughs) Can't believe it. (laughs) As you can imagine, um, during COVID, we've been extremely busy giving out food parcels to families in need in Darlington and the surrounding areas. And last year, we issued 7,587 emergency food parcels to families in need which equated, this is even better, uh, to approximately 89,436 individual meals. We also supported other food banks within the area too. 
you know, the good Lord's blessed hearts to give generously towards all that we do. To the extent that we have now outgrown the food bank, and as you may be aware, um, we've had to adjust the building to accommodate this. Um, so this is quite a challenge in itself as well, as we need to rotate a lot of stock and date sort everything, and there's quite a bit of it now hidden behind that big wall. Um, we pick up donations every day and on some night times as well. You know, people need food, but most importantly, they need the love of Jesus. They need to be spiritually fed as well as physically fed. And I found that the more you grow in love with Jesus, the more you grow in love with those around you. It's like he gives you a whole new heart to see people as he sees them. The people who are broken, those who have been rejected and looked down upon. You can't help but just love them too, no matter how challenging their circumstances appear to be. So I just want to share some great encouragement with you all and a couple of testimonies as well. And as you may remember, just before the very first lockdown, we as a church dedicated a year to praying for the lost and invited evangelists in to deliver sermons, especially aimed towards this. And God, being true to his heart for the poor and needy, started to one of those prayers. And at the beginning of lockdown, our thoughts were, how on earth are we going to reach people now if we can't even invite them into the food bank? But you can't lock down God or constrain him or the move of the Holy Spirit. And over the past year, we've seen more than 40 people coming to the Lord, giving their lives to him right here in our car park. We've seen healings. We've seen healings and answered prayers for people's circumstances. And it's been a great encouragement for us too. And Jesus has given us great boldness and courage in moving forward with offering prayer to people. It's been incredible. And we had one gentleman and he shared that he was, he was waiting an eye operation on his eye socket as it was fractured in many places. So it was just such a simple gesture just to ask him if he would like prayer for healing of which he readily accepted. And then two weeks later, when I, I spoke to him, he was like so excited to tell us that he'd gone for his pre-op assessment with a consultant. And when they'd done um, another x-ray, he said in his words that they were all gobsmacked as the whole of his eye socket had just knitted back together perfectly, just like a jigsaw puzzle. So he didn't actually need the operation. So thank you, Lord. <laughs> God is good. And then we had another gentleman who came and sat down on the steps and we sat down with him as he was in a lot of pain from a leg ulcer. So it's like a long-term ulcer that needed daily uh, regular dressings and it just wasn't healing. So we started to share the love of Jesus with him and uh, we prayed for him for healing for his leg as well. And then he came back the following week and, and he was astounded that for the first time the ulcer had started to heal from the inside out. And then he gave his life to Jesus because he said it could only have been Jesus. <laughs> you know, that just made our day. You know, and I just want to encourage you because like, you might be the only person in your team that actually does this. But just go for it. You know, we have to live like Jesus is coming back tomorrow and try not to miss any opportunities he sends our way. Every life that we touch is so important. And, you know, we're called to show the love of Jesus to everybody that we meet. And we can't do that without truly knowing who is within us, that of Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit.
and how much he truly loves us and who he's created us to be. And I obviously like true, true, true love and compassion uh, for Christ just make you unstoppable. And, you know, when we step into faith, there's an instant response from heaven, you know, and God gives you all that you need just to walk the walk with other people. It's incredible. So lastly, I just, to me, it just feels like it's just the start of a, the beginning of a harvest. And it's so inspiring uh, to see people's faith stirred. You know, it feels like God's calling his children back um, to, to where they belong, safe in his loving arms. You know, that their lives will never, ever be the same again. So keep praying, keep believing, keep trusting that all prayers will be answered as our hearts and vision for each of every one of them is to grow more in love with Jesus. And hopefully, we're hoping to do some kind of alpha course that they might be able to attend to. So we need to keep prayer the most utmost and most crucial thing we do. And this, to me, must be at the heart of every single thing that we do. Thank you. morning everybody uh, gosh I'm glad I've got more than 30 seconds that was pressure before no no ringing bells please um so um my name is Liz I'm sure um most of you know that I um run the cafe um which is it's 13 years it's been going this year so um you know I never get blue Mondays I absolutely love coming to work I love working in the cafe and um We've got a great team of people that we work with, um, Donna and Alison, and a host of amazing volunteers. So um, 2021 has been um, a year of two halves for the cafe, really. The first half was um, lockdown, and obviously that meant the cafe doors were closed. So we did a Meals on Wheels delivery service again, which we'd done back in 2020. Um, and although that's not ideal, um, it was great, really, because we met people who we would never normally meet. And um, it just kept everything ticking over. Um, so, yeah, so I thank God for that part. But actually, reopening the doors was so much better. Um, another thing about lockdown was actually we got to redecorate. So uh, I do like my new uh, look. Um, so yeah, so we were pleased about that. But yeah, be better to reopen because that is what the cafe is about. And um, I'm sure I've shared this story before, but I'll, I'll share it again. Um, I had a friend who um, used to walk past a church every day. And um, she said, nobody came out and invited me in. And I didn't have a reason to go in, so I just walked by, wishing I could go in, but didn't dare. And so that story stuck with me, and I thought, the cafe is the best excuse. You don't need to be invited in, you can just go in. And when people walk in this building, as Graham had said before and others, that is where they can meet people who love Jesus. And that is our responsibility as Christians, actually, to shine for Jesus so people can see um, there's something different. Um, so yeah, so the cafe has never really been about food. It's, it's, it's just an excuse to get people in. Um, and although scones are important, uh, it, it isn't really about that at all. Um, you know, our job is to just love people. And um, many of our customers will say, you know, you're doing a great job. Uh, we love coming in. We'll spend all day in here. And, and that's what I want people to feel happy and comfortable. Um, 
but you know what? It's it's about um, the people. It's about our volunteers. And I could tell you for hours how brilliant our volunteers are. You know, we've had... Um, I'm just looking at Mildred. You know, she's been here from day one. And um, many of the others have. We, we have brilliant volunteers. And um, it's a bit of a cheesy saying, isn't it? But teamwork really does make the dream work. And I am so thankful for each and every one of them. They do... Um, such a good job and like I say I never get blue Mondays or Tuesdays or Wednesdays every day is just a joy to be here and and it's because of the people who work in the cafe alongside us so um so yeah um I just want to thank you so much for all that you do uh make the working week very very nice um there's one thing I wanted to um Mike said can you talk about some highlights and there's been so many highlights but one of them actually just happened this Friday and um we have a customer who's probably been coming for about three or four months now and she really needs Jesus I know everybody needs Jesus but she really needs Jesus and it feels quite important and on Friday, she said to me, Liz, I, I, I don't sleep well, but I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and thought, I'll just watch something on TV. And she said, I thought it was going to be a horror film. I was like, how would you watch a horror film at three in the morning? But anyway, she, she said it wasn't a horror film at all. It was a story about, about God and about tragedy and forgiveness. And she'd watched The Shack and her eyes just filled with tears. And she said, I know that God is talking to me and and for me, just she she's been coming here because she knows she says, I feel safe here. And, you know, we talk about Jesus all the time. But that to her was just God revealing some more of himself, the things she needed to know. So, um, yeah, that was the highlight for me. I, I know God's on her case and I know she'll be saved. So, um, yeah. So there's a little update from from 21. But prayer points for 22 really I guess that we're still um uh, I don't worry about money at all but actually COVID has had a bit of an impact so uh yeah can you pray that um the God who is brilliant at providing keeps continuing to provide that um our team are just filled um with love and joy and feel blessed and that would then overflow to the customers who don't know Jesus yet Right, uh, good morning. Start with a bit of audience participation from mine. Who's, uh, hands up if your uh, walking has increased over the last 18 months. Who walks around the town a lot more than they used to? Yeah, and have you ever considered when you are walking around the town, some of the, the front doors you pass, some of the conditions that you might see, some of the front doors, some really nice front doors. I know Ginny loves one on Cleveland Terrace. But there's also some old-looking front doors, and some, you know they look like they've been battered. And you, and do you know what? If you went behind some of those doors, you'd be really shocked at the conditions that some people are living in in this town. As you know, as been managing the scheme for about three or four years now, and as part of that, I wanted to go out on the van, make that part of my regular kind of job, because I want to see what these guys see, and it's pretty bad. You'll often see going to places and they've literally just got a mattress on the floor, 
We've got no fridges, we've got no freezers, we've got nothing. Literally a mattress on the floor, not the luxury of a sofa. How many people take for granted sitting on the sofa at night? There's loads of people in this town that just aren't even doing that. And you know, we work with a lot of other people across the town. It's not just a Darlington problem, this is a national problem. But we also work with a lot of other people in the region. We work with a community support scheme, Rock Solid in Newton Aycliffe, Open Door in Middlesbrough and Stockton. We also have some trusts that we work with called Sherburn House that help our own food bank clients. So we are working in-house as well. You know, Jesus is the bridge between us and God, isn't he? He died on the cross, and that meant that we could come into a new relationship with him. And, it, and it's my heart as the furniture scheme manager that, you know, we act as a little bit of a bridge for those in our community with furniture. We've no furniture, so we at least have something. The luxury of a sofa, maybe. Um, COVID has been an absolute nightmare for a lot of people. It's thrown everything at us, and Joel, Liz and Caroline have said, you know, the past two years have been really challenging. We've had to close a couple of times because of government guidelines on non-essential retail, although we were able to support some people who were really desperate. Um, but that was hard, you know. We come every day and love the job we do, and then we're told you can't. That's, that's, not, that's not easy. And since the midpoint of last year, reopening, we've actually seen a steady increase in the number of people coming to use the scheme. And that culminated in October, November, and December being the busiest we've ever had on record. So, you know, this is, <coughs> the job we're doing is going to increase. I'm gonna hit you with some numbers. Since 2018, we've had 23,000 people through the doors. We've had 10,000 items donated. And we have sold over a quarter of a million pounds worth of furniture. And if you think about it, <laughs> Often the prices of the things in there are about £20 for something. You can get a sofa for £40. So you imagine the amount of turnover we, are, we go through to generate that sort of income. And that sort of income sounds impressive, and it, and it is, because we do a lot of work for that. But we can also give back to those in the church that don't make that income. So the cafe and the, and the food bank that don't bring that level of income, we can... You know, use that to support them, and I, I love that. It's an absolute, it's almost sometimes the best part of the job that, you know, we can, we can be that provide provision for other other things in the church. It's great. Um, so what happens in 2022 and beyond? Well, we're going to do the same thing that we've always done for 15 years. You know, I took over from Eddie, and he laid down the foundations for a great furniture scheme, and I'm just going to carry on doing that. And the only thing that I can reassure you is, you know, leading the scheme is that we'll continue to pursue Jesus as we've always done. And that's as much as we can offer, really. We'll continue to pursue Jesus and continue to serve as we have been. And, um, you know, like food poverty, it's sad that schemes like ours even have to exist. And it actually says a lot about society that, you know, we put many people into the sort of positions where they lack nothing. But I'll end with a story of one young woman who walked into our scheme. She'd just come out of an abusive relationship in a town down south and had left her previous town with literally nothing. She walked through the furniture scheme doors and all she stood, all she stood in, as well as two boys in tow. No family, no friends, alone with absolutely nothing. Working alongside the council, she could be rehomed. And we helped her start again. We provided with literally everything that you would need, everything that you take for granted in your house. 
we were able to provide her with a little bit of something for her. From beds, cots, white goods, even down to bedding and cutlery. How many people take cutlery for granted? You know, it's, it's, it's mad. But you know, when we look at Jesus as our example, it's often the small things that he did in his teachings that have the biggest impact on people. And after all, it's not really about the furniture. Amen. Amen. Well, <laughs> I hope you're as uh, excited as I am hearing that. Um, I, I just wanted to share, actually, I didn't write it in my notes because, I don't know, you know, you know why we're here. We're not here for recognition from, from the world. We're here because we want to serve God. But um, actually, the work that everybody does here is so good that actually we've been recognized um, and we were actually nominated early this year for a the Queen's Award for Voluntary Services in the UK, which is the highest award you can get for a voluntary service in the UK. It's like an MBE for, for the church. So um, we don't know if we're going to get it, probably won't, but <laughs> we were nominated. And that really is all down to the work that goes on here every week. People work so hard. Volunteers work so hard here. Uh, they're in sorting food parcels uh, with groups for people, all different types of things that go on. I just think it's so wonderful what God's doing here. So hopefully you're as excited about what people do here as I am, um, what we do as a church. Uh, But I just wanted to say really is that I'm excited for the year ahead. Um, uh, Just before Christmas, uh, I sent out, I guess, a little note. I didn't plan to write something to you guys as a church, but just as we putting together the Christmas schedule and thinking about the end of the year, I just put out a little note to you all. I don't know if you, if you read it, but, um, but I put it out to you anyway. And really, I was reflecting on the year we've had. Um, I would want to be really honest with you as, as, as a leader of this church right now and just tell you that this year has been really difficult, if I'm being honest. I've felt really discouraged at times, really disappointed uh, in terms of the, the COVID restrictions we've had to wrestle with and that wrestling match between trying to keep some sort of community but yet uh, try and keep everybody safe and listen to everybody's voices. The one thing I want to do is care for you all um, and sometimes it's really difficult when you feel like you, you're doing it all with your hands tied behind your, behind your back with uh, the lack of government guidance at times. Um, and it's been, it has been discouraged at times. We've had a huge year as a family, uh, personally. Uh, you know, we moved back from Canada a year ago, and I can't believe it. It still hasn't even been a year since I started working here, so it feels like so much has happened in that time. Uh, but what I shared with you was what I felt God remind me of um, at the end of last year, and that was uh, his promise to his church, to, to, to us. In Matthew 16, 18, Jesus says this, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Jesus promises to build his church, and the great thing about our God is that he is faithful to his promises. He is so faithful. And the moment I feel discouraged, oh man, another lockdown, another COVID conversation, another meeting about COVID, I actually have to be reminded that God promises he will build his church. He will. And uh, our job is to be faithful and to be obedient in what he's calling us to do within that. We want to trust God's promises towards us, don't we? 
Um, and we want to reflect on all of the prophetic words that we've received over the years. Um, and over the past year, especially with God pouring out new wine and about all the good, good things and great things and new things that he wants to do here at King's. Uh, we know without a doubt we have a God who is faithful. So with that said, I just want to give you a couple of practical things real quick um, for 2022. I don't have time to go through everything. We've, I really wanted to give time to focus on some of the things that we have running here that are so great. Uh, but let me just uh, give you a couple of quick practical things. The first one is to let you know that we're going to be changing the way that we communicate with you. As a church, we've, uh, we've been uh, kind of a scattergun approach to our emailing system. I don't know if you've noticed. Um, and we kind of just email out as and when we get stuff that we feel to share. And we've decided actually instead of that, what we want to do is give you a weekly update. Once a week, uh, just an update email with everything in it that you, we think you need to know. Um, there'll be news about the church, uh, stuff about the week ahead. There'll be stuff about um, prayer requests that we get in will all be in one email. And any praise reports. We, we so often send out prayer requests, but when stuff happens, we don't tell you about it. So um, we want to also have a section in there for praise reports as well. Um, and, and anything you might miss a, a Sunday, so all the, all the links to talks will be in there too. Uh, now, obviously, from time to time, you will get an extra email. There'll be a prayer request that just cannot wait until the weekly update. There'll be something that we need to pray about right now. Uh, but for the most part, we'll be in for one a week. The next thing that I think is important to share is, actually, we're going to be changing the way that we do Sunday morning meetings. Um, not in a drastic, unrecognizable way, but there'll be some changes. The reason for that being that we, as we've been reflecting and praying uh, actually, what we feel is we don't always give enough time for the Holy Spirit to, to come and move, to come and have his say, um, to come and speak. So what we're going to be doing is just giving a bit more time for that, actually building response to our worship and our word into being part of the meeting. We're also going to be having a section for church news. You witnessed it this morning, a time where we will focus on things going in uh, going on in and around the church um, and giving more time to things that are maybe regular that sometimes get overlooked because they're so regular they've been going for years but actually we might need prayer time to respond to those things so uh, there's going to be some changes to that um, we're also going to be giving uh, uh, Kath brought earlier uh, a, a picture about us being you know taking us back to when the church first bought this building right and think back to that warehouse that it was we can still see some remnants of that but think about what it was like then we used to call it the void didn't we um, but but how we came in here and we prayed together and we believe that community is fundamental to what we're doing here uh, as a church. So life groups will continue to be a priority. And we're, you've heard all the life groups for the next three months. I can't encourage you enough. If you want to be a part of this church, join a life group. Um, if you really want to feel plugged in and part of us here, that's the way to get plugged in. That's where community happens, where church happens during the week. And whether it's, you know, um, coming to a, a group, a, a book club, whether it's doing a dance and football thing, that sounds interesting. I don't know how that's going to work, but it sounds great. Um, but whatever it is, whether it's just having fun, hanging out, whatever, but that's where community happens. It's where friendships are built. Uh, the other thing that I'm really excited to, tell you about community wise is um, Liz and Graham uh, have suggested and I love it uh, that they're going to cook a meal for everybody in the church <laughs> well 
pretty much everybody. Um, uh, that, by the way, they don't sweat about that. I sweated about having 10 people Christmas Day. They don't sweat. <laughs> um, but they're, they're going to, every last, uh, sorry, bi-monthly, last Sunday of the month. So the first one is the 30th of January, the last Sunday of this month. We're going to be having a meal for everybody here. You can stay for lunch. There'll be, I don't, we don't know what there'll be, but there'll be food. There'll be food for everybody. So come along, uh, just stay after church, plan to be here. Uh, let's do community together. Come and sit and eat with somebody that you have never met from the church or that you hardly know, but just stick around. Bi-monthly, we're going to be doing that for so six times a year. Um, so please come and do that. I'm looking forward to eating with you and just being able to get that time with you. Um, and like I said, I could stand here and tell you 20 other things that we're going to be doing, uh, but I don't have time to go into it because I want to give it more time as the year goes on, and we're going to we'll spend more time on these things. But we'll be talking about mission, our mission as a church, um, mission for our field, past the walls of Jerusalem, uh, if we're looking at it from a biblical point of view. We're going to be looking at discipleship and talking about discipleship and what's going on there. And pastoral care, too, is going to be a real a big focus of mine already has been this last year, but will be more so. Um, and if you have a heart for any of those things, mission, discipleship, or pastoral care, and I haven't spoken to you yet about those things, come and tell me that you have a heart for them. Um, but let me just end this morning by just repeating that promise from Jesus to you, to his church. I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. 2022, we want to continue to see Jesus build his church. And that starts in my own heart and with the people around me to build his church in Downton. Let me encourage you to keep investing your time, keep tithing, keep giving to what we're doing here, um, to join a life group. And, you know, we need people to be active, otherwise this never, ever works. It's never going to work. Um, we are his church. Um, so let me just encourage you in that way. Let me just finish by praying. Um, and, uh, and Steve, I'm just going to invite you just to you just play a bit of music for me. We're just going to respond for just a minute here. Um, we were going to do a song, but we've run out of time. So, okay, why don't we just stand together? Let me just say this. Before the meeting, we actually had somebody bring a prophetic word. And um, it was a prophetic word about new birth. And when, the, when we come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the Bible says that we are born again. We're born again into a new life with our Savior, Jesus. And for some people in this year, you know, we're talking about the year ahead and you're thinking about it, but actually the year ahead for you can be completely different right now. You can come to know him as your Lord and Savior, perhaps for the first time, and your whole life can start fresh. Forget about this year ahead. Your whole life can be pointing in a different direction. So let me just encourage you right now, if that word is for you, you're someone in the room that actually knows that you need a new life with Jesus, a fresh start, to be wiped clean of all of your sin, everything that's gone before, and actually to start a new life with him, if that word is for you, 
I want to encourage you, don't walk out of here this morning without taking up that offer from Jesus. Turn towards him. Give your life to him. He loves you. You'll never regret it. But let me say, for the, for the rest of the church that, that have been hearing about all this stuff this morning, I don't know how you feel. Maybe you feel excited or overwhelmed or whatever, but let me just say this. God wants to build his church this year through you. Amen? Amen? Amen. So let's pray. <laughs> Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are powerfully working in your church today. Thank you that you live within me and that anything that you ask me to do is not by my own strength, but by the strength that you give me. Lord, would you build a sense of excitement among our church? Look at everything that you're already doing through us, Lord. But Lord, we know that there's more for you uh, to work through me, to work in me, my family. I know that there's more. There's always more with you. And Lord, like we talked about last week, we want to be a people willing to sacrifice for the sake of sharing your gospel. We want to be a people completely dependent on you. So Holy Spirit, would you move in power right now? Would you get me stirred up, excited for what you can do? Thank you for everything you've already done in this church. Thank you for the, the legacy that's been built by people before us who had the faith to see this come to fruition who had the faith to follow you, who had the faith to buy this busted old, old carpet warehouse when we didn't have enough money to do it and not enough people to build it. But Lord, we know that our best days aren't behind us. Lord, they're in front of us in your name. So come and stir us up, Lord. Get us excited for what you're going to do, how you're going to build your church, how you're going to bring people in, how, you're going to, uh, how we're going to be able to share the gospel with those who have never heard it, how we're going to be baptizing person after person after person who's given their life to Jesus. Thank you for our youth, for our children who are going to grow to know you as their Lord and Savior. Lord, we thank you for the, 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 that we're able to be your hands and your feet to the community around us. Thank you that this place is a home to the community around us, that when people walk in, they feel safe because of your presence. And Lord, when I feel discouraged or worn down by the, by the hardness of life at times, Lord, remind me that it's your power at work. That is the, it's Christ in me that is the hope of glory. It's not about me or what I can do. It's about you and everything that you're going to do through this church. Lord, we want to be salt and light to the world around us, to this town. Thank you, Lord, that you're the one who brings the power. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, amen, amen. Okay.